The Samson Barbecue Grill is the official grill of backyard fun for you and your mosquitoes. Whether you're grilling for one or feeding the whole brood of mosquitoes, our durable and portable grills are perfect for patios, backyards, and engorged mosquitoes. Don't let mosquitoes ruin the moment. Orkin, home is where the bugs aren't. Visit orkin.com to learn more. Hi, it's Tony Bruschi from Real Ghost Stories Online, inviting you to subscribe to our other podcast called The Grave Talks. It's where I sit down and interview individuals who've had extreme paranormal situations happen to them in their lives. Just search The Grave Talks on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Be sure to press subscribe and give us some stars to help spread the word that this show exists. Now, here's a 15-minute preview of The Grave Talks. Today on The Grave Talks, the haunted Lincoln Theater. The haunted Lincoln Theater in Illinois has been the stage for some of the most iconic performers in history. Harry Houdini and more. Long after the stage shows ended, the Lincoln Theater fell onto hard times, suffering through multiple closures and reopenings. Through it all, did some of the performers never leave? Did the ghosts of some of history's top performers still grace the stage of the haunted Lincoln Theater? Some claim to have even seen and heard the ghost of Houdini himself telling from the stage it was time for magic and a shocking EVP. Today, we discuss the haunted world of the Lincoln Theater and how the ghosts are captured with paranormal investigator Dale Kasmerick. Well, the theater obviously is located in downstate Decatur, Illinois, and uh, it's truly one of the the most haunted theaters that I've ever investigated uh, in the country. Uh, The theater was originally built back in 1916 by a guy named Clarence Waite. That's uh, just like the W-A-I-T, Waite. And... uh, the building was actually built, this, this theater um, was built on the site of a tragic fire that took place here in 1915, which destroyed the Decatur Hotel, uh, killing an unknown amount of people inside. So basically, the theater was right built upon the ashes of this uh, uh, very tragic fire. Uh, it opened for its first performance back October 26th of 1916, and has seating for over 1,200 people. Uh, one of the very first performances, the first performance actually was a comedy called uh, Hit, the, Hit the Trail Holiday uh, by George M. Cohan. Uh, it was later opened as the Lincoln Square Theater, uh, but it was simply called the Lincoln Theater later on. Um, when crowds began to dwindle, the theater was closed up for a time, and today, uh, with the help of restoration, it is once again open to the public. Uh, some of the actors that have uh, been involved or have, have graced the, uh, the stage include people like Ethel Barrymore, Jeanette McDonald, Tallulah Bankhead, Al Jolson, Bob Hope, and even uh, Harry Houdini. Uh, it was said that he performed on stage and used a trap door on the stage to simply disappear. So uh, it was sort of an illusion. It wasn't really magic, I guess. I guess you'd call it magic. 
Uh, and there's actually a trap door that you can actually see still, or the re remnants of that trap door right in center stage. Um, there are many different uh, ghosts associated with the theater. Uh, most often people see a lot of shadow figures and shadowy images uh, throughout. One includes a man, uh, or at least a ghost, that has been encountered near the stage <clears throat> called one Arm Red. Uh, nobody knows his real name, but Red was apparently a stage uh, hand back when uh, this was a vaudeville. Um, a lot of vaudeville plays were put on here. And one night he was working high above the stage uh, in the metal grid work when he slipped and fell. He tried to catch himself, but hitting the stage uh, many feet below by reaching out uh, to stop his plummet, but his arm became snagged between two beams, and apparently his arm was tore out of his socket from the shoulder. Uh, he was allegedly found dead the next day. Um, I think throughout the years, many people have heard eerie sounds, footsteps in the vacant theater, reports of whisperings and voices have been heard, as well as a strange figure often seen in the balcony from time to time. There's a very creepy spiral staircase uh, that is off stage. Uh, it's a very circular metal spiral staircase. And um, we, during our investigations, uh, uh, I'll tell you right now, it's one thing I'm a little concerned about is heights. And it's a really kind of a weird uh, height. It's very, very dark back there. There's a little tiny little area up there. I'm not really sure what, what it was quite used for. And uh, we had put some cameras and digital recorders up there to let them run for a while. And we did get some whispers and so forth that we heard. Um, other reports include the sound of footsteps climbing up that spiral staircase in the back of the stage. Uh, it was reported to um, uh, several people clearly while filming a television segment. Uh, as they were filming, they were walking up the staircase with uh, somebody who was telling the history of the location. Uh, when they stopped, they heard somebody else walking up behind them. Uh, you can actually hear the clank of, you know, peep, you know, footsteps coming back up behind them. Of course, they looked back down. They uh, turned the flashlight on. There was nobody walking on the stairs. Let's uh, uh, before we keep going forward with with more of the experiences, because I want to hear more of them. Let's let's go back a little bit further to to some of the history and some of the events that uh, that took place. Um, you, you had said earlier that uh, the fire that occurred in 1915. Uh, there, there's an, an, un, an unknown number of deaths. Why is it that there was an unknown number? Were they was there just not a good record keeping of who was in the building at the time? Uh, that could have been possibly uh, one of the reasons, and because the fire was so uh, devastating and, and literally burnt the building mm -hmm. down, many people uh, were burned beyond recognition, and maybe some of the bodies were incinerated to the point where they couldn't actually determine uh, if this arm went with this body, sure. if his head went with this body. Um, so uh, there's not a lot of that was been able to. Uh, uh, to kind of dig up in the past about that, but it, 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 it is a, a tragedy that uh, took place. And of course, any place, time where you have untimely death, uh, people that die tragically, there's been many uh, other theater fires in Chicago, that the very famous sure. Iroquois theater fire that killed 620 people in that theater. Uh, very often when you get things like that that happen, um, 
there's always a chance of paranormal activity in the future. Sure. Uh, when when the theater uh, when the the theater was built over the the site of that hotel, I, I would imagine. I mean, I'm sure it's hard to tell. We're basing everything and and you know thoughts on on records, but it seems like a pretty quick turnaround of uh, a tragedy, and then boom, theater <laughs> right up on, on the site of of where all these people had perished. Um, uh, uh, how far back does it go where, what is the earliest report, I guess, of, of some sort of paranormal activity? Is there anything that traces back to the theater's first run after it was built? I guess a lot of the reports began to stem, uh, uh, if my memory serves me correctly, back around the 1940s, 1950s, Mm -hmm. uh, through the sixties, um, it didn't happen immediately afterwards, and even in the Iroquois Theater fire, um, you know, basically, you know, the, the building was completely destroyed inside, but it wasn't burnt to the ground, and they just kind of, you know, refurbished it. And they don't even tell the history of people when they go through the building anymore that there has been a tragedy here. But uh, there usually is, and I've, I've noticed this in, in, in fires, uh, tragedies that I've uh, 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 kind of scoped out in my work, that there is a usually a very quick turnaround in these locations where some something happens and in some cases they rebuild a new theater or something else and sometimes they just simply scrap the area now with with this building was it completely rebuilt or or are there parts of the hotel that are are part of the theater no the building was completely uh you know demolished and the theater was built directly on that same property okay so as far as early reports of activity in the building where does that trace back to? Is that more modern times as the theater's been refurbished uh, and, and, and repurposed here again? Or does that go back even further to the, the time of it being abandoned uh, or its previous uh, life and activity in it? Well, I mean, it, it, many of, most of it started, uh, you know, within, you know, say, uh, 20, 30 years or so, maybe 40 years or so after the theater was uh, built and opened up. Okay. Um, It's more contemporary stories that seem to happen uh, where people um, today are attending either a conference or uh, some other event there uh, that experience something. But a lot of the reports seem to happen uh, to people when the building is kind of closed, when it's very quiet. What is the... Uh, There may be some stagehands cleaning up, and that's when they'll pick up a lot of these activity what is the oldest known account that you're aware of in in, in some detail uh that that you are aware of of the building of having something paranormal happen in it well that would be the story i told about the one-armed red okay uh that basically is one of the oldest stories and it's, it's one that it continues to this very day uh there have been reports of shadow figures uh there have been reports of sounds on the stage in some cases loud noises which would be, might be indicative of maybe somebody hitting the the, the stage, uh, falling from a distance or something. Uh, of course, when people you know explore and try to figure out what's going on and what caused that that sound, of course, there's nothing there. Okay. Uh, take tell me about the, uh, the the time when it was abandoned. How long was that uh, for? And, and when did it get uh, get a, a new a new chance at life? Well, again, uh, the theater basically. Uh, was built just about a year after the fire and um no no, no. The, uh, the, i thought didn't you say it was abandoned for a while um 
Did I say that? I'm not. I'm not sure. You did. Uh, At the beginning of the interview, you said the 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 theater it was opened after the fire, and then it was kind of yeah. sitting abandoned for several years, and then it uh, was reopened. That's where I'm getting to. Right. Uh, yeah. There have been there have been several instances in the history of this theater where it has been closed down for a while. In fact, uh, uh, in in the time between the the opening and then vaudeville, it was very very big. And then after kind of vaudeville kind of panned out and it wasn't so popular, it was kind of converted into a regular movie theater where they would have movies and then maybe some plays on occasion, but not like the vaudeville. And then it was after that time period, uh, this is probably going back to the 1940s or so, where it really kind of the the interest kind of petered out in in all the in 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 the movie house and so forth. And for a while at that point. Uh, this is when the theater became closed up and kind of abandoned, and it kind of fell into disrepair for a while. Uh, of course, there was nobody, um, you, know, you know, fixing, maintaining stuff inside of there, and then eventually uh, it kind of gave a, a, you know, kind of a new breath of life in more modern times. Okay. So, tell me about your investigations there. What drew you to the theater? Well, obviously, uh, you know. Theaters is, are one of the locations, um, besides uh, hospitals, prisons, and state mental institutions, that we seem to get the most activity from. Uh, that, that in my work, uh, those are the four locations that are, that are top priority. And, of course, theaters, uh, a lot of people come through theaters in the course of the, their lifetime and the lifetime of the theater. Uh, there's all different types of emotions that take place. And in some cases, there can be tragedy that take place inside theaters, as I pointed out. Um, We've been uh, investigating this theater uh, far back as 2007. Uh, I think it was one of the very first times we were there uh, investigating. And uh, what we do for our work basically is we uh, uh, we we'd already had known somewhat of the history of the place. I mean, I always like to try to dig up some more history whenever I possible. But uh, we we set up a lot of specialized equipment, a lot of infrared cameras, a lot of. Uh, uh, you know, digital recorders, mail meters, uh, different devices that pick up uh, 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 energy fluctuations, um, uh, cold spots. Um, and, of course, we snap a lot of digital infrared photographs throughout uh, the course of our investigation. Uh, the very first time we investigated was October 27th of 2007. And we were there. Uh, we have a, at that point, we had a, uh, a very nice um, piece of equipment that we called Geist. Uh, of course, it's the German word for ghost in, in the term poltergeist. And it's really an acronym for Geophysically Equipped Instrument of Scientific Testing. And what it does, basically, it's a self-contained piece of ghost hunting gear. Uh, this device, when it's hooked up, uh, you can hook up a lot of different parameters to it. You can hook up a tri-field meter. You can hook up... Um, you know, a device that actually picks up smells, hydrogen sulfide, the, the smell of uh, rotten eggs that people often experience. I hope you enjoyed your 15-minute preview of our new podcast, The Grave Talks. Be sure to subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download podcasts to not miss any episode of the show. New episodes every single Monday. Just search for The Grave Talks. And then press subscribe. Give us a review while you're at it and some stars that will help us grow in the rankings and let other folks know that the show exists to make an even better show for you. The Grave Talks. Check it out at thegravetalks.com. We expect a lot from our homes. They're more than a place to hang your hat. They're where you try your hand at gardening and new recipes. 
rest and recharge, work and play. And that's why at HomeAdvisor, we're committed to keeping your home up and running. Whether you need to repair an overloaded appliance or you're looking to create a backyard retreat worthy of a summer staycation, use the HomeAdvisor app day or night and we'll find a local pro to get the job done right. Whatever you need, we'll do everything to fix your everything. Download the HomeAdvisor app today to get started. This might look like a normal job, but it's not. When hackers infiltrate networks and steal or destroy proprietary data, we're all at risk. Becca used to be a mid-level programmer until she earned a master's degree in cybersecurity online at Grand Canyon University. Now she's setting sophisticated honeypots to lure and catch hackers. What do you think protecting your company looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.